Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Life Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join our discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928, or you can email us at taylor at swatradio.com. That's taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, at swatradio.com. Well, today is Tuesday, and we have Brad Sykes in the studio filling in for Doug as he is out of town. Um, and you should have clued into that when I said Taylor at SWAT Radio. So, again, if you want to join our discussion in this first uh, little bit, one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight one eight four four triple seven swat or you can email us at Taylor at SWATradio.com. That's Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, at SWATradio.com. Man, you were good at that. You've done that before. <laughs> hey, you know, Steve, our producer, told me when I first started, write out your intros and you'll be yep. good. So. And you're still doing it. Yep. Yeah, that's good. Way better than I did. I think I did the very first um, uh, broadcast that Doug and I did. I mean, I think Doug and I were both really nervous uh-huh. on our very first, you know, obviously you would. Yeah. Be. You know, it's a live broadcast. And, of course, nowadays I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> But I had written out all, and I think I fumbled over that as well. But within about a week or so, I was like, "Yeah, I'm just I'm going to put that down." Yeah, it's it's funny how you know, how hyped up you get, but then how quickly you kind of start to to be, oh, okay, it's it's I'm, I I can do this, and then even more so, like you know, like you said, a week, but then a month, and then now mm-hmm. you come on a year, it's like, oh yeah. Hey, I know you're a, I know you are a podcast guy. You, you listen to a fair amount of, how many podcasts do you like routinely listen to on a weekly or daily basis? Oh, wow. Well, there's a number of them that there's like one or two. I listen to Douglas Wilson's uh, blog and may blog Mm -hmm. whenever that comes out. I listen to a guy named Steve Dace. Um, Jocko Willink, I don't know if you know, he's a Navy nope. SEAL guy. So he's most, <clears throat> oh, I, n- I know my son-in-law listens. Yeah, mostly like war story type stuff, yeah. really like that. If in if Whenever uh, Hardcore History by Dan Carlin comes out, I'm listening to whatever that is. Those are usually like, you know, four-hour-long podcasts <laughs> about some uh, aspect of history. So, yeah, it just kind of depends on what's out. But I have a number, like, a Now, when, you, when you're listening, do you listen at, like, warp speed? No, you know, I... I should, but it's kind of like, you know, how you can speed read. I right. don't like doing that because I don't want to miss anything. Yeah, so exactly. I, I, I don't, I, I know a lot of people listen to it on like one and a half speed. That's and what I, I do. I think that would probably be beneficial, get through a lot more, but I, I my, don't my son, Jake, he listens at two times speed. Oh, wow. Said, Man, it sounds like the chipmunks, you know, <laughs> I, I've actually gone back and listened to you and I, or Doug and I, and uh, I always listen at speed and a half. I don't sound too bad at that speed, but, uh. You know, two. I don't know. I don't know how to. If you could listen it to it and, and really grasp right. what's being said, one of the one of the uh, podcasts I listen to is Ben Shapiro from oh, time to time. Mm-hmm. He speaks fast to yeah. begin with, yeah. and so uh, and then another one, Charlie Kirk, I listen to almost every day, and I have to listen to him at speed and a half because it's at you know one speed. He's a little slow. I'm yeah. like, okay, come, get to your point. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Come on, let's go. But uh, yeah, good to be back in with you, brother. Yeah, I'm glad you're back in, and just uh, after you were in last week, but before that, it was like a long stretch of time. So I know. Like, well, Doug, Doug uh, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if you knew I was coming in. Clearly, Doug knew I was coming in because he said, hey, you're still planning on coming in this week. I was like, 
Am I? <laughs> worked out great. I, I could come in, and obviously I know there's a lot on the, the front page today, mm. news-wise. Obviously, we are going to get back into the text that we're in this week, which is Acts chapter 10, verses 1 through 33. Uh, not that we'll get all the way through it today. I know you're going to have my good buddy David Gray in tomorrow. Yep. You're going to have a guest on Thursday, I think, mm-hmm. Aaron DiPetrio. Mm-hmm. And then uh, from uh, Stanford Jacks. And then Friday, you got David back in, right? Yep. yep. That's the lineup. Your Boston boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he hasn't been in a while either, so it'll be good to have him in. I know. He and I, we, I haven't seen David in probably a month, maybe longer. I usually only see him on the golf course. Oh, okay. Not a bad place to see him. <laughs> Not a bad place to be seen. But uh, tell me what's on the news today. Well, I think obviously the biggest thing on everyone's mind is... Um, the uh, election that's going on right now in Virginia, uh, people are looking at that being a bellwether as far as where the uh, midterm elections will go. Uh, so the last few uh, n- poll numbers coming out uh, had been that the Republican uh, Youngkin was on track to win and win by eight points. I think I, I've seen in at least one of them. I have not seen any of the exit polling uh, for today uh, at all. I don't know if they have it out, but uh, that is what is expected. So it'll be interesting to see. If that plays out that way, uh, obviously, after uh, November, you got to worry about election integrity, I'd say, uh, personally. <laughs> but um, it'll be also interesting to see, you know, if, if he does, in fact, win what he does with, uh, you know, that win, if he does anything or if he just kind of sticks to the status quo. and yeah. Like a lot of other yeah. Republicans. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think that'll be what he does, if he wins, what he does will be telling as far as what... Uh, you know, the establishment Democrat mm-hmm. and Republican will do in response or, or how worried they'll be. Because if he comes in and he doesn't really seem to shake things up too much, I don't think they'll be too worried about continuing to push the agenda. But if he comes in and is really like, oh, he's serious about some of the stuff he was talking about, that might give him some pause to say, okay, maybe this, uh, you know, uh, trillion dollar or however much money uh, package that we're trying to get pushed through, maybe we should shelve that now because people are pretty upset. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It'll That's be an understatement, Taylor, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. to me. And I, I, I know we don't, I don't typically get into the politics. Um, I'm somewhat up on it and have certain sources that I go to to read or, or listen to. But uh, I hope the tide is changing somewhat. And I was um, speaking over on the West Side today, uh, teaching out of First uh, John mm. and just the, the, uh, stressing the importance and i know we're even look at this today that we have a responsibility to steward over what god has given us yeah yet you can you can look at all different aspects of what god has given us you know uh, a a country not perfect Mm -hmm. but it's certainly uh it'd be hard to argue that it's not the greatest country ever yeah the greatest economy uh there's so many things that it's great now again there's lots of uh, problems but that's because we're sinful people you know yeah and you know obviously the the principles that were uh the country was founded on are judeo-christian principles and they're good sound principles now were they always um adhered to perfectly no but we're not perfect people and there's seems like there's a large segment of the of the populace well okay there's two segments of the populace it seems to me one is people that love the tradition uh, of america they love america um, but have not don't really know 
what that means, don't really understand the founding and the principles that back that up. And then the other uh, side just wants to throw it all away and go for some new utopia, um, mm-hmm. despite you know evidence that it hasn't worked in other places. And so there doesn't seem to be a large uh, contingent of people who understand the principles of the founding and who are uh, willing to articulate those and, and, and help people understand it. And then offshoot of that, there doesn't seem to be a large Christian uh, reservoir of people who are like, hey, we're about serving Christ. Um, and I think that's what you had during the revolution was a deep uh, reservoir, you know, the Black Robe Regiment and stuff like that, of people who <clears throat> were serious about their faith, they understood their faith, and they wanted to uh, steward the, in the best way that they knew yeah. how. And I don't think we have a lot of people who understand that. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I, you know, I shared yesterday, uh, in fact, I even shared this morning, and I've had a couple of texts regarding the Second Vote mm-hmm. uh, website that I shared yesterday. I'm not going to go back over it again, but it's basically a website where you can go and kind of vote with your money, vote with, you know, your decisions, your day-to-day decisions, uh, you know, whether you – uh, spend your money at this coffee shop or that coffee shop or this fast food restaurant or that one, it might behoove us to understand where that money's going. It gets back to the idea of stewardship, mm-hmm. that whatever money you have in your pocket right now, uh, you need to steward over it well. And I listen, I understand there's a great <clears> – <throat> it takes a lot of time to do your due diligence. Mm-hmm. Um but the reality is when you go into the polling booth uh, to, to vote, you better go in prepared. You better go in aware of what you're actually doing there. Well, the same is true on a day-to-day basis as we spend money. But uh, the, the other uh, site I want to send some of our listeners to, if, you're, if you find yourself kind of tailored like you were saying, maybe not fully, <clears throat> fully aware not really understanding our history because that's one of the things that's come to kind of the forefront over the last couple of years is that people don't really understand history. They don't understand American history. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage our listeners to go to wallbuilders.com. <clears throat> uh, David Barton, David and Tim Barton and Rick Green, he's a former Texas legislator. They have a great podcast. That podcast, it's about 20 minutes. And, uh, Almost every it probably comes out. I think it's four times a week. It's a it's a great history lesson. Mm-hmm. Just to, I mean, David Barton's got the largest private collection of original founding documents. Yeah, and I think him and Glenn Beck they keep documents together, so it's even larger <clears throat> than w- with both those. Yeah. So yeah, it's I've been there actually. Have uh, you really? Yeah, yeah. I was there uh, over the summer. Oh, that's I went right. to that. Yeah. yeah, so it was amazing Pretty impressive yeah you got to see and touch a lot of different documents and and artifacts and stuff like that it was really really. i don't cool. know if you listen to their podcast i haven't i've listened to um their biblical citizenship yes, course but i haven't course. actually listened to the yeah, podcast great yeah. course you need to be teaching that course <laughs> biblical citizenship it, it is a very good course i think you can still uh go and uh log in and do they still are running yes. those i don't it's a six week yeah. take six weeks every monday night i think they do it and I, it's well worth doing it Oh, definitely, especially if you've never kind of in, in, interacted with any of this stuff before. Oh, my goodness, it's quite an eye-opener. I know the first time that I kind of got in to learn about this stuff, 
um, wasn't through the biblical citizenship um, course, but it it's very eye-opening. Hey, we used to teach this stuff in school. Yes. Taylor. I know, it's hard to believe. But. Yeah. All right, we will be back with more after the break. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Look down from a broken sky. Traced out by the city lights, my world from a mile high, best seat in the house tonight, touch down in the cold black top, hold on for the sudden stop, breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos. That is Give Me Your Eyes by Brandon Heath. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us this week, we are going to be looking at Acts chapter 10 verses 1 through 33. Doug is out of the studio, and in today, in his seat, is Brad Sykes. We're always happy to have him in the studio, and he is back again today. Um, if you have missed any of, he was in last, or Monday as well, sorry. Monday and Tuesday last week, I think. Well, yeah, but Monday yesterday. <laughs> uh, so if yes. you missed Monday, or if you missed any of this program so far, you can go to www.swatradio.com. Click on the past programs link there. You'll be able to listen to our full catalog of programs, including this one, in about an hour or so. Again, that's www.swatradio.com. You know, as, as we uh, we went into the break, you and I were talking about, obviously we're talking about the um, Virginia gubernatorial election. I think there's uh, some other elections going on in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's even something in Florida right now, somewhere. I don't know. Maybe I didn't look right. Anyway, <clears throat> you and I were at an event last week. And I didn't know you were going to be there. Ran into you, yeah. probably. Uh, um, we we were there for the same reason, yeah. but uh, with some of the things that are going on, even in our city, is I I was not aware that there was such a thing as the library board, you know, or, or library council, I guess. You yeah. Know. And uh, that you know, it's I have I have personally kind of avoided any kind of running for politics. I have considered it. Uh, most recently because of all that's been going on mm-hmm. is that <clears throat> uh, while I'm certainly uh, aware of what's happening in Virginia, in D.C., all those things, but really we have a stewardship over our own city. Yeah, You know, we, we looked at uh, some of the stuff we were looking at last week was, you know, there's government in all aspects of our life, mm-hmm. you know, even self-government that I'm, I'm to govern myself. I'm to govern my family. There needs to be government order. 
you know, within my family. There's order within the church. Uh, There's order in this building right here. You know, if the alarm goes off, there's an order in how we're going to get out of this building. Right. Right. And yet, uh, you know, you don't you kind of fly over things like the library, the public library. And it's just mind boggling when you realize some of the material that's in our libraries today. And what isn't in our library today, as you were, Mm -hmm. as you being a teacher yourself uh, and how, you know, the things you're not able to teach now in school. It's a shame. Yeah. And yeah, don't get, we could talk all day about the school system if I get started on it and just kind of the origins and how things have gone the way that they have. And it's really not new, although people are now awakened to it. But, you know, the, the th- that about the school board or not, uh, the library board, I didn't really realize that either that obviously there need there is got to be people saying what is mm-hmm. and what isn't in the <laughs> library. And uh, I, I, I go to the library on occasion. I like to get a book that I don't really want to pay for and then read it. And a lot of books that are really seem like they would be really good, but come from maybe a Christian background. Mm-hmm. Hard to find them in Hard the library. Hard to find. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. My wife is doing a study. I think I mentioned um, over the years, she's done multiple studies and <clears throat> Some of the books that she did two or three years ago aren't even available anymore on Amazon. It can't get them. Wow. And that's another thing, too, is I think starting a few years ago, I started buying um, either reprints or, you know, stuff that was uh, printed way back in like the 1800s and stuff because they they're messing with that um, when they reprint books. Right, so I get a, a facsimile, uh, re, you know, what's it called, <clears throat> reprint that's right. just the same. but. Yeah. Um, a lot cheaper, obviously. Uh, get getting stuff like that because they go back and they change change things, or they make it so that you can't find it anywhere. Hey, go go to Goodwill. Go to yeah. Goodwill. Go to your local thrift store. You've been to Chamberlain's. Oh yeah. Here, oh yeah. That's I got lots film. of books yeah, yeah. in Chamberlain's. Yeah. <laughs> you know, over the years as a homeschool family, we had so many oh, books, uh, and um, we still have th- literally thousands of books. And uh, but you know, if you go to Cha- Chamberlain's or you go to the Goodwill or the thrift store or whatever, go to the book section. Mm. Learn to look for those kind of books because I think a lot of that material won't be available anymore. In yeah. fact, it already isn't available. Yeah, and getting hard copies of things is is important um, and just having it there just, just in case. Who, who knows? You know, I, not I, we could talk about this forever. I totally agree. But maybe one time we need to do a program uh, about um, Christian literature, mm. Christian books. Because not all books that claim to be Christian are very sound. Mm. You know, we think because such and such published it, Thomas Nelson, whatever, you name your Christian publisher, there's a lot of garbage out there. And, uh, you know, it's it's dangerous. Yeah, and, I mean, going with public, like, I mean, look at Christianity Today. I know that's a magazine, but there's a lot of stuff and a lot of different, uh, you know, there's a lot of... In the church, we're going through some things, I would say, and there's a lot uh, unorthodox thinking and stuff that's coming into it, and uh, it can lead people astray if they're not really paying attention. Yeah. Of course, back to what we're <laughs> going to talk about today. We're in Acts chapter 10. In fact, it really kind of beats the drum that I get excited about, and that's the idea of uh, seeing God at work mm-hmm. uh, in very unique uh, situations as we see this Peter and Cornelius interaction. And I want to read just 
if you don't mind, we'll read these first eight verses. We'll kind of recap a little bit about what we talked about yesterday, and then we'll kind of get into it. But if you don't mind, go ahead and read those first eight verses. All right. At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion of what was known as the Italian cohort, a devout man who feared God with all of his household, gave alms generously to the people, and prayed continually to God. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God come in and say to him, Cornelius, and he stared at him in terror and said, What is it, Lord? And he said to him, Your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and bring one Simon who is called Peter. He is lodging with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had departed, he called two of his servants and a devout soldier from among those who attended him. And having related everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. So uh, Cornelius, we talked a little bit about this. Just a a few things that we're going to see, even in the text that we're looking at, at this week, 1 through 33, we're not going to actually see in this text this conversion Mm -hmm. of Cornelius. But there are things that in every salvation experience, God works through a divinely orchestrated plan, a divinely ordained priest, a divinely opportunity to profess, and a divinely observable presence. So, we looked a lot yesterday at this orchestrated, a divinely orchestrated plan. Cornelius is uh, a centurion of the Italian cohort. He's one of 60 officers in a Roman legion, each of whom commanded 100 men. They're, they're, that's why we call it a centurion. There were 10 cohorts of 600 men, each made up of a legion, each made up a legion. And in verse 2, he was. it, it says that he was a devout man, He was a God-fearing man, he was a generous man, and he was a prayerful man. You know, you you think if you could, if on your tombstone (laughs) those four things existed, that that's what they said about Taylor, that's what they said about Brad or Steve or Doug or anybody who's listening, those would be pretty good qualities uh, to be said about you. He's a devout man. I don't know what you think about when you think a devout I just think of a guy who's deep. Mm. He he is he's not he's not a double-minded man. Yeah. He is deep, he is solid, he is uh trustworthy. He's a God-fearing man. Now, just being God-fearing doesn't mean you're a Christian. It simply means you believe there's a God. Mm. And uh I don't know about you prior to coming to Christ, you came to Christ fairly young. Yeah. I I came in high school, but I still remember as a kid growing up in the church, and there was a, there was a certain fear about God, not in the sense that you know it's just this all judgment, just that the awe of God, that as we look into the sky, and we mm-hmm. we talked about it yesterday, you, you look at the the vast universe that exists, you and I, and anybody listening to us, we can't fathom, as Job said, the mysteries of God. We cannot probe the limits of the Almighty. And as a result of that, there is a fear of God. There's a God fear that we should have. But it also says that he 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 was not just a devout man, a God-fearing man, but he taught his family well to be the same. He was a generous man. He gave to the poor. And he was a prayerful man, as we even see in this text, because yeah. it's about the ninth hour. By the way, that's about 3 p.m. 
He is in prayer. It doesn't say that there, but it does later in the chapter. And then in verse 3, Cornelius saw clearly in a vision an angel. And as we see God's divinely orchestrated plan, it's important to understand that God is sovereign. We kind of discuss, you and I, as is always the case, I don't know if you do this with Doug, but it's like you finish the broadcast, you put your headsets down, you walk to the elevator, you walk outside, you walk out on the parking lot, and you're still talking about this stuff. You and I were talking about that yesterday. I think the sovereignty of God, and and I've mentioned this before, um, if you haven't read it, uh, go get A.W. Pink's book on the attributes of God. And just, I mean, the whole book's phenomenal. But go read the chapter on the sovereignty of God. It'll blow your mind, literally. And uh, and that's the thing. We we use that word sovereign, but I don't even think we grasp what that really means. And uh, I, I don't know if that is a, is a word for you that is sometimes hard to kind of get your, your head around. Uh, I, you know, I think of, when I think of sovereign, I think of a ruler and, and uh, you know, like a king. But, yeah, the 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 limits of being sovereign as far as human you know you you got a kingdom you rule over you don't you know make sure that the blades of grass are all the atoms all stick together and stuff like that and and God's sovereignty is on a completely different level and as you said something that's hard to really quantify and articulate but yeah well in this particular text we're looking at least in these first eight verses at God's sovereignty we're looking at how God is sovereign in choosing his people. He not only chose Cornelius, he chose Peter to be a part of this transaction. He is sovereign in choosing his timing, and he's also sovereign in choosing his plan. You know, most of us are familiar with the words of the prophet Isaiah who said, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God is sovereign in choosing his people, sovereign in his timing, and he's sovereign in his plan. Every little detail of that plan, from Cornelius' vision to Peter's vision, which we'll look at in the second half, it's pretty remarkable when you see the hand of God in this. Yep. Uh, So we are headed there next, so make sure you stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. Before we go, I'd like to give a shout-out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER. We'd also like to give a shout-out to our local listeners, 91.7 here in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, and 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia. And finally, a shout-out to all of you who listen online wherever you are in the country or around the world. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Rescuer by Ren Collective. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 10, excuse me, not chapter 1, chapter 10, verses 1 through 33. Uh, we looked yesterday at a divinely orchestrated plan, finishing up, um, going, reviewing that, and then we're going to be 
moving further into the text. So we are looking at a divinely orchestrated plan. We're talking about how God um, was sovereign in choosing his people and choosing his timing, and it was in choosing his plan. And that's where we left off is the, talking about the choosing of his plan uh, yeah. right before the break. Yeah, you know, interesting. By the way, thanks for that conversation on the break. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the things we talk about on these breaks, they're pretty funny. Maybe we need to do a, like a side yeah, uh, right. side show here. <laughs> But, uh, you know, this idea that God is sovereign, that God is sovereign in choosing his people from who he elects, who he chooses, to who he uses as the vehicle, as the instrument of the proclamation of the gospel. But he's sovereign in choosing his timing. And, and this is to me, and then obviously, as we said, he's sovereign in choosing his plan. And, and here's the thing. Here's the plan. Verse 5, beginning in verse 5, it says, and now send men to Joppa. So the angels appeared before Cornelius, kind of told him, now send men to Joppa and bring one Simon who is called Peter. He's lodging with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. Verse 7, when the angel who spoke to him had departed, he called two of his servants and a devout soldier from among those who attended him. And having related everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. So God sovereignly determines who he sends, when he sends, and how he sends. And I just kind of made a couple of notes here that, you know, oftentimes we spend so much time. Let me just say, I spend so much time questioning God, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what he's up to. Why me, God? Isn't there someone better equipped to fulfill this or that purpose? Why now, God? Uh, I don't think it's a good time for me. Uh, We want God to send us on our time. Yeah, use me, God, but here's when I want you to use me. Or how about why this, God? (laughs) That doesn't make sense, God. I mean, God has certainly called you. He certainly called me at times. I still remember Doug asking if I would consider doing the radio with him almost five years ago. Hmm. I thought, are you kidding me? You know, listen, the things we immediately say no to, we may be missing out, Mm -hmm. you know. And and granted, radio was not something I wanted to do, wasn't even on the radar. So immediately I was, I kind of laughed at Doug. Hmm. The only thing I did tell him I would do is I would pray about it. And I won't go into the details, people who've, tuned in and swat over the years have probably heard it but the fact of the matter is we tend we we say god is sovereign until he calls you we say god is sovereign until he calls you now we say god is sovereign until you and until you understand what he really wants you to do and yet here cornelius a devout man basically took action immediately and uh i think there's something to learn here that when he calls, he equips you to go do it in his way. And, I mean, I think oftentimes I was thinking of Hebrews where it says the, the word of God, is a, it's a two-edged sword, piercing, soul and spirit, joint and marrow, it, it, meaning it has the ability to get into those little tight mm-hmm. crevices of your life and expose it. And it makes you realize, wow, God, you know, I want control over my life, but I just need to surrender to your lordship and say, it doesn't matter, you know, who, what, 
how, why, when, where, I'm yours. Send me. Let me go. Let's do it. And uh, so I think it's interesting. And as we kind of move in from, you know, a a sovereignly ordained uh, call on on Peter and Cornelius, <clears throat> I want to look at this a, a divinely ordained priest in verses nine through twenty six. So you want to read? Let's just say, um, why don't you take it to verse sixteen, nine through sixteen? All right. The next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the housetop about the sixth hour to pray. And he became hungry and wanted something to eat. But while they were preparing it, he fell into a trance and saw the heavens opened and something like a great sheet descending, being let down by its four corners upon the earth. In it were all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, By no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice came to him again a second time, What God has made clean do not call common. This happened three times, and the things were taken up at once to heaven. You know, go ahead, keep going. All right. Now, while Peter was inwardly perplexed at what was what, as to what the vision that he had seen might mean, behold, the men who were sent by Cornelius, having made inquiry for Simon's house, stood at the gate and called out to ask whether Simon, who was called Peter, was lodging there. And while Peter was pondering the vision, the spirit said to him, "Behold, three men are looking for you." Rise and go down and accompany, accompany them without hesitation, for I have sent them. And Peter went down to the men and said, I am the one you are looking for. What is the reason for your coming? And they said, Cornelius, a centurion, an upright and God-fearing man, who was well spoken of by the whole Jewish nation, was directed by a holy angel to send for you to come to his house and to hear what you what you have to say. So he invited them in to be his guests. Okay, we'll stop there. <clears throat> So just some things that you see is that, you know, God is divinely orchestrating the events that are going to happen in those people who are ordained to share the gospel. First uh, Peter 2, 9, one of my favorite verses uh, says, but you're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of God's own possession. So here, here you've got. A chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and I love this, a people for God's own possession. So in other words, you're not your own, you're his. That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. As you look back on your life, you realize you were in darkness at one point. Mm-hmm. And in fact, this this text really comes right out of Old Testament, Exodus 19. It says, on the, third, on, on the third new moon after the people of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt, on that day they came into the wilderness of Sinai. They set out from Rephidim and came into the wilderness of Sinai, and they encamped in the wilderness. There Israel encamped before the mountains. While Moses went up to God, the Lord called to him out of the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob and tell the people of Israel, you yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples. For all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. 
These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. That's Exodus 19, 1 through 6. So what is our purpose in being called? Our purpose in being called is to proclaim God's excellencies. Remembering that we were once in darkness, much like they were in Egypt, God did a work. And listen, you you experience something like that, you're going to tell people about Mm -hmm. that. And, and, you know, we're to be his witnesses. Where? Judea, Samaria, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the idea that we're to testify, we're to proclaim not our own excellencies, but his excellencies. Because he called us out of darkness and into light. And here we're talking about Peter, who said, 1 Peter 2, 9, here he is. Here's, here's your opportunity. Angel appears to him in a vision. He's on the rooftop, which was a very common place of prayer. <clears throat> you know, as you read this, you initially you start to look at this blankets coming down, these animals. What is going on here? Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and I love how it kind of ties together in that, you know, while while God is, you know, we were talking about yesterday, that God doesn't function in time. Yeah. He's working outside of time. So here Cornelius is working within time. Peter's working within time. But God's working in both places at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and angels appeared to both of them pretty much almost at the same time. So while, you know, Cornelius sends these three men to go get Simon Peter, while they're on their way, Simon Peter's getting a vision. It's just a, it's an amazing thing. And, and that's how we see the sovereignty of God that, you know, we are ordained priest. Uh, Peter's been prepared for this particular situation and what is about to come. Romans 10, verse 14, how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Paul's main point in this series of rhetorical questions is that a in that a clear presentation of the gospel message must precede true saving faith out of Romans 10. And I was thinking, I just jotted this down. How beautiful are your feet? You know, those of you who are listening, when it says how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news, I don't know that we have a bunch of pretty feet these days <laughs> because it quite frankly makes it a lot easier in our culture that if we have a good preacher at our church, it's much easier to bring that person to church. That's fine. We should do that. But why not you? Why not now? Because we have opportunities all over the place to do that. And I just challenge, you know, how beautiful are our feet? Peter was summoned, and that's, you know, he immediately responded to be the the instrument by which God would use to share the good news of the gospel with Cornelius. Yeah, I mean, it's uh it's I think it's a a piercing question for all of us and and especially like, you know, me growing up uh really in the church and with a lot of church people, you know, I just assumed that oh yeah, they they know, they've they've heard, they they all, you know, what's up? I went to a Christian college and <laughs> um but then to realize that um you need to go out then and find those who haven't and well, then and live not- your life in a way that is attractive to 
attractive to those oh. who you know haven't heard and they ask you about it totally you know I mean? let's talk about that when we come back from the break because that's that's a great point all right so stick with us we will be back with more after the break i'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors ace Norn window as well as a special thanks to our sponsors tom neal trucking and a special thanks to our sponsor jeff andrews of highway to eternity ministries if you would like to sponsor the program please email us at doug at swatradio.com that's doug b-o-u-g at swatradio.com you're listening to swat radio stay tuned we'll be right back If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. That is Casting Crowns with Nobody. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 10, verses 1 through 33 this week. Uh, Today we're focusing on verses 9 through 26. If you would like to join the discussion or if you have any questions, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at taylor at swatradio.com. That's taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R at swatradio.com. You know, we went into the break. Uh, they're talking about um, sharing the good news of the gospel. Uh, was sharing out of Romans ten fifteen, where it says, uh, "How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news." You know, Peter had some pretty good looking feet. Hmm. Uh, he uh, Peter was summoned first to the Jews in Acts chapter two, then to the Samaritans in chapter eight, and now to the Gentiles in chapter ten. You know, and so often we want to determine who we share with, Mm -hmm. where we will share, and when we'll share. 1 Peter 10, 17 through 23, he's perplexed. I mean, Peter is perplexed. He's confused, and yet Peter responds. But yet, you you mentioned it as we kind of finished off that last segment, is so oftentimes because we live in America, we live in the South, Everybody's heard of the gospel. Everybody knows the gospel. And uh, I know I used to think that. And and yet there's there's a lot of opportunities that we have, even when we think this person 
or that person may already know the, the gospel. You know, it, it does require engaging with people and asking certain questions. Right. Because uh, Doug and I had a guy on uh, a couple of years ago, Greg Gilbert, who wrote uh, the book, What is the Gospel? Very short little read, good read, highly recommend it. And uh, it was, uh, Greg was a, uh, a uh, I think a student or an intern at Southern Seminary. And I think his first project on the job was to write this book. So he wrote this book, not necessarily out of this passion of his art, but it was more of a research project. And one of the things he talks about early in the book is that if you if you were to ask, you know, 10 evangelical Christians, what is the gospel? You'd get 10 different responses. And there are a lot of people we think because they go to church, they grew up in the South, they, you know, they walked an aisle, they threw a stick in a fire, they got baptized, whatever you want to call, you, we, we tend to think they understand the gospel and yet quite the contrary a lot of people as i and do this uh, fairly consistently listen you could be in ministry i still want to hear you tell me what the gospel is mm. and so i don't know i know you were you were kind of talking about that that so oftentimes we make assumptions about people well yeah and then uh you know we were talking before the program about uh some some a few people in particular it was like surprised that some of the things they said did not line up with orthodoxy and you know these people raised in the church and 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 the whole nine and it is just something that is continually shocking uh to me and, and something that's good to remember as even we go about talking to people who you know you meet in church even you know just depending on if the, if god puts that in the conversation um but yeah i think that that is um unfortunately that's a pretty sad statement, and it ma- makes me wonder kind of what we're doing as churches to really not getting the full message of the gospel out there, uh, like why that is, because um, yeah, that seems like that should be our, our foremost focus, right? Yeah, absolutely, it should be. I know that's one of the things, you know, obviously one of the elements of SWAT mm-hmm. is that uh, we would share the gospel with people. And, and quite frankly, you and I can meet every day. And we can talk about the gospel every day. There's opportunity, especially especially with people who claim to know Christ, is to just ask certain questions, you know, and begin to challenge them on, hey, share your testimony with me. I mean, I think one of the things we talked about yesterday is here you have literally Cornelius's testimony in this whole chapter. And, and so often, I told this uh, years ago, I was in a, uh, I was in a class at a church probably back in like 08 or 09 and the the guy who was leading the class is a well-known guy here in town and he challenged this group of men there were probably a hundred guys in this in this group in fact uh, i got a text from one of the guys just a minute ago joe um joe may i don't know if joe was in this class at the time but this particular sunday school teacher said i'm going to challenge you guys this week to write out your testimony because if you were put on the spot to s- share your testimony, share the good news, could you do it? Could you do it in two or three minutes? You know, And I really think it's a good discipline. And I thought to myself, well, I've shared my faith. I've shared my testimony dozens of times in public, in public settings. But I'd never written it out. I thought, what a great, I'm going to do that. And I did end up doing that. And then he read it, and then I ended up getting to share it with this group of men. Mm. 
the beauty is it's recorded. It's documented. After I'm long gone, hopefully, that story will be shared with my grandkids or my great-grandkids. Who knows? I highly doubt Cornelius thought this story would end up in the Holy Scriptures for us to read. You know, it's pretty exciting when you think about that, that God is sovereign. He's sovereign in who, who he chooses. He's sovereign in who he chooses to speak into your life. Who are those ordained priests that were in your life? Could you, could you name one, two? Not obviously your dad. But yeah, my dad, my grandparent, <laughs> uh, you know, both my grandfathers uh, particular, in particular, um, a couple coaches. Um, yeah, I can think of, of a number of people who spoke into my life and were solid Christian men who helped me after I became a Christian to really stay um, consistent in my thinking and, and help me grow. Um, so, yeah. I, I yeah, think it, it, to your point, it's not just the ordained priest who shared the gospel with you. Mm-hmm. In my case, uh, the ordained priest who shared the gospel was at a crusade I mentioned uh, yeah. er, yesterday. Mine was my mom. Really? Yeah. yeah. And it was my my wife who was that to at least three of my kids, I know. Uh, the other two was probably me, hmm. uh, which, you know, again, gets back to the point that there, there's going to be an ordained priest who's going to share the message of the gospel. But there's also going to be ordained priest related to our ongoing sanctification, right? Yeah. You know, maybe that's a, your preacher, your pastor, your Sunday school teacher. Mm-hmm. There's a number of people who God has ordained and equipped to do that. First Timothy 2 2. I, I share this a lot. The things that you've heard from me, Paul's saying to Timothy, Hey, Timothy, the things you've heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust those to faithful men who'll teach others also. This idea that <clears throat> we are simply receivers of God's grace. No, we are receivers and we are givers of God's grace. You know what makes the dead sea dead? What? It only receives. It mm. never gives. Mm. Mm. D.L. Moody said, what is it? Why are Christians so cold? Because most Christians are so busy receiving, they're never giving. Mm. Yet, according to 1 Peter 2.9, you're, you're a royal priesthood. You have a job to do. You have a purpose to proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into light. We don't just hear the good news and just like store it up for ourselves. You know, Paul says, guard the good deposit. Listen, you make a deposit in an investment account, what do you expect? A return. You want a return. Okay, we've been given the, the gospel. We're to guard it. We're to steward over it. But part of that is we're to share it because it's going to have a good return on its investment. We're not to hide those talents. We're to get those out. We're to share them. So, yeah. anyway, deeply challenged by this text and uh, – I know there's a lot you guys are going to get into over the next couple of days, but I think that um, I, I would say that we need to have pretty feet. Yeah. You know, we need to have beautiful feet. We need to get pedicures? Well, you I've, mean? Been, I've been known to do that now. <laughs> Come on. Listen, when you've got three girls and a wife that oh, you've yeah. raised, uh, Dad, let's go get pedicures. <laughs> oh, seriously? Hey, if you've never done it, don't mock it. It's amazing. Good, good old foot massage, little calf massage. Well, you know, I got a daughter now, so I'm hey, pretty sure you, as I get older, you're, you're destined for this. <laughs> but that's the challenge: is that we're to have beautiful feet, and our feet are beautiful when they run to share the gospel with people. 
even the people you may think already know the gospel. Mm. Mm. Man, I'm glad people didn't think I knew the gospel. I'm glad my brother-in-law probably picked up on the fact that I probably didn't know the gospel. And as Mm. such, he invited me to an event. Out of that event, I heard the gospel. I responded to the gospel. As I said yesterday, God freed my will to choose him. God chose me. Yeah. I didn't seek after God. I, mm-hmm. I didn't go, man, I'm, I really want to find God. Right. Uh, man, God sought me and bought me. And as a result, my brother-in-law became an ordained priest in my own life yeah. as he began to disciple me. And, and God used him in the sanctifying process along with dozens of other men. Doug McCary being one, you know, uh, Frost Weaver and Bennett mm-hmm. Brown and bud tool and my dad and it's just kind of endless yeah we need to give thanks for those people who have beautiful feet but let's don't leave it there let's get beautiful feet ourselves and go share the good news of the gospel yeah uh real quick question for you you know you said you wrote down your testimony Mm -hmm. do you uh like you and you said that hopefully your your kids your grandkids will see that you know one day do you have it like bound at anything or i don't i don't i have it i have it on my computer and it's saved and I do need to kind of think about what I do with that. And I think, you know, that's a great point. I don't know if I mentioned this to you. Uh, I need to go back. and I'm, I'm going to misquote the title, but it's a, I, I think it was, who was the guy you were talking about earlier that you listened to? Uh, Doug, Doug, uh, we, no, Doug Wilson, Doug Wilson. Yeah, I yeah. think Doug Wilson did this. I'm not sure, but he did a, he did a video series called the 200 year plan. Mm. Think about that. What if you had a 200 year plan? Yeah. We're not going to be here 200 years, but somebody will be. Yep. Unless the Lord returns. What will they read about about Taylor? What will they read about Brad or Doug or Steve? And and what are you doing to ensure that your descendants in 200 years are good, uh, God-fearing uh, men and women? So, Amen. Yeah. Amen. All right, that's all the time we've got for today. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio, and you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spirit.